朋友们，大家好。Hello, friends. Welcome to Spiritual Wai Mai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 ，delivering the spiritual food to you wherever you are. 无论你在何处，我们为你速递属天灵粮。This spiritual Wai Mai is a part of a series entitled "Mission Accomplished: The Mission of Jesus Christ, as Told by Matthew and Now Lived Out by You and Me." In the book of Matthew, we see Jesus on a great mission. He is mentoring disciples, teaching people how to live God's way, healing the sick, and raising the dead. He is traveling from city to city and even to different regions. There are crowds waiting for him wherever he goes. He is unstoppable. But there is a group of people who would like to stop him. They are not typical enemies. They are not people from a Different country, a different religion or ethnic group. The people who so strongly opposed Jesus were those from within his own people group, practically his own family. The enemies of Jesus were the leaders of the Jewish religion. Jesus himself was a Jewish teacher who had the same faith and the same holy scriptures as these Jewish leaders. These leaders, who were from the same spiritual family, also were the ones who opposed his work, and the weapon that they used to try to stop him was accusation. The word accusation means to charge someone with a crime in a court of law. In the New Testament, this word is almost only ever used to describe how the religious leaders treated Jesus. We can read through the four Gospels and see how, over and over, the religious leaders accused Jesus. At the very end of the New Testament, we find out who the greatest accuser of all time is: Satan. Revelation chapter twelve, verse ten. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, "Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God, and the authority of His Messiah." For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. Have you ever been accused? Who accused you? How did you respond? Were you innocent or guilty? Spiritually, we are all guilty. We have all sinned and should be condemned by God. Any accusation made against us by the devil could probably stand up in a court of law. But for those of us who have been forgiven by Jesus, the accusations fall to the ground, and we are no longer condemned. Jesus Christ bore the accusation and the punishment for us. He paid the price for our sin. Justice was met as He died on the cross for the sins of the world. Romans chapter eight, verse one. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Even though we are forgiven of our sins, Satan, the accuser, will continue to speak out accusations against God's children. These accusations may come in the form of criticism from others or feelings of guilt for something you already have con- confessed and repented of. How do we handle these accusations? Jesus was sinless and therefore had no guilt nor feelings of guilt. But he faced accusations from the devil and others, and handled them in a variety of ways. Sometimes he used scriptures to silence the accusation. Sometimes he used common sense. 
and sometimes he just walked away. Let's take a look at how Jesus handled a series of four accusations that were thrown at him one after another. What strategies can we learn from Jesus' response to this relentless assault of accusation? Accusation 1. Picking grain on the Sabbath. Jesus' response. Using examples from the Bible and pointing out what God really desires. Matthew chapter 12, verses 1 to 8. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He answered, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that the priests on Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. This accusation was not against Jesus directly, but against his followers who were innocently, Jesus said they were innocent, eating because they were hungry. Let's be aware of this first point. If we're disciples of Jesus, we may get accused along the way. In response to the accusation, Jesus told two stories from the Bible that surely the religious leaders knew. He then spoke out two important truths. One. Jesus was greater than the temple and Sabbath rules. Two, mercy was more important to God than following the religious rules of sacrifices. Jesus then makes it clear that the accusers had made the wrong judgment. They had condemned the innocent. Let's be careful not to become too religious, believing that our rule following is more important than a true heart that loves God. Have you ever accused someone of not being religious enough? Maybe in the way they talk, dress, or act? Jesus said that God values mercy towards others higher than acting religiously. Accusation 2. Healing on the Sabbath. Jesus' response. Common sense says human life is more valuable than religious rules, and sometimes it is best to just walk away. Matthew chapter 12, verses 9 to 14. Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there. Looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus, they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He said to them, If any of you has a sheep, and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out, and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. 
Jesus boldly walked into the synagogue of his accusers. He did not cower in fear in their presence, but he went to serve in their own people. Imagine it. Jesus went to heal the sheep in this shepherd's care and was accused. Jesus was much more interested in showing mercy to a suffering human than following man's interpretation of God's command to keep the Sabbath day holy. To Jesus, healing a man was a holy act. The hearts of the Pharisees were clearly revealed at this moment as their knee-jerk reaction was to begin plotting to take Jesus' life. Jealousy and the pride of being right about something can lead us to accuse others and also want to destroy them. Have you ever been jealous at the success of another or furious that you were proven wrong? Lay down jealousy and pride. Silence the accusations in your own heart and mind towards others and seek to value others' lives. Do not tear them down. After this moment, Jesus did something brilliant. He walked away from his accusers. This may be one of the greatest lessons of how to deal with the accuser. Just walk away. If someone throws you a rope of accusation challenging you to a tug of war, don't pick up the rope. Jesus was not passive. He did not let his accusers walk all over him, but sometimes he just did not engage with them. Matthew chapter 12, verses 15 to 21. Aware of this, Jesus withdrew from that place. A large crowd followed him, and he healed all who were ill. He warned them not to tell others about him. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant, whom I have chosen, the one I love and whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out, till he has brought justice through to victory. In his name the nations will put their hope. Jesus did not seek to defend himself. He allowed the power of God in him to defend him. Everyone could see the marvelous things Jesus was doing. When you're accused, there may be times to walk away. Do not feel the need to defend yourself. Let your words and actions honor the Lord and those around you will see the good fruit in your life. Accusation 3. Jesus was from the devil. Jesus' response. Common sense says that a divided kingdom cannot stand, and then he warns them about the judgment coming against them. Matthew chapter 12, verses 22 to 37. Then they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. All the people were astonished and said, Could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, This is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? 
And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your people drive them out? So then, they will be your judges. But if, it's by, if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, Every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good, or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad, for a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers! How can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. The religious leaders just could not fit Jesus into their religious box. He was doing good things, but he was not following their rules. They had to come up with an explanation for this, so they accused him of using the power of Satan to do miracles. Jesus knew it was the power of the Holy Spirit in him that was bringing forth the miracles. At that moment, Jesus warned them not to accuse the Holy Spirit of being from Satan. This was blasphemy. They had been accusing and speaking words against the Son of Man, but now they were accusing and speaking words against the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus. Jesus exposed the evil in the Pharisees' hearts. He said that they were a tree with bad fruit for everyone to see. They had been accusing Jesus Christ and placing him on trial. But the time would come when these religious leaders would stand before God. Sometimes people do not fit in our religious box. They might go to a different kind of church, enjoy a different style of music, or use different kinds of words to pray. They may seem old-fashioned or too emotional. Be careful not to judge others. We should be most concerned about what is in our own heart and what is coming out of our own mouths, for we will stand before God someday. Accusation number four, show us a sign so we believe, we believe in you. Jesus' response, here I am. Matthew chapter 12, verses 28 to 50. Then some of the Pharisees and teachers of the law said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. He answered, A wicked and adulterous generation asks for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here. The Queen of the South will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now something greater than Solomon is here. When an impure spirit 
comes out of a person. It goes through the arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. While Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Jesus was the sign they were looking for. If they could not see it, they were not really looking for the truth of God. The ones who really were following God's will were the ones closest to Jesus, his mother, brothers, and sisters, the ones who really knew him. If you have found yourself being accused either by Satan, who wants to remind you of sin that you have already been forgiven of, or being accused by others who are speaking criticisms out of jealousy or pride, be comforted in knowing that Jesus also was accused. He did not take it personally. He pointed to the truth of scripture and the good fruit of his actions, and sometimes he just walked away. He did not need to defend himself. Have you been accused? If you have received accusation from yourself or others, begin by honestly coming before the Lord. Is there any truth to the accusation? Ask the Holy Spirit to show you. If in his kindness he highlights a sin in your life, then respond. Confess the sin to the Lord and repent. If your sin involves offending or hurting someone else, go to them. Confess your sin and ask for forgiveness. Don't forget to forgive yourself as well. There's no reason to dwell on what God has forgiven. Then, walk in freedom, knowing that the enemy can no longer condemn you. You have been forgiven. If the Holy Spirit shows you there is no sin to confess, then reject condemnation from Satan. Let go of criticism from others and even forgive them as necessary. Often the accusation you face is a deadly mix of criticism from others, condemnation from Satan, and your own sin. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you discern the situation and how to respond. Your response may include one or all of the following actions. 1. Come before God, confess, repent, and receive forgiveness if necessary. 2. Confess sin to others as needed and ask for forgiveness from others as needed. 3. Forgive yourself. 4. Reject condemnation from Satan. 5. Let go of criticism from others. In any case, do not allow accusation to stop you from moving forward in your God-given mission. You are forgiven by Jesus and also defended by Him. Thanks for having some spiritual waimai with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. We love ya.